I can't. I can't. The whole world can see us. All those people you want to stay away, you're inviting them. You just have to trust me on this. You almost blew the trade. What if Elaine hadn't managed to get those supplies? What about Victor? We got the supplies. We got them. You risked it. Because you heard a rumor about a boy who may or may not be Nick. 15 miles away. It has to be him. How can you know that? You don't understand. Your child is always your child. He's always I'm gonna... your child. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me Podcast, episode 46. We're going to be reviewing Fear the Walking Dead, season 2, episode 12, Pillar of Salt. But before we get started, Scott, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a new beer from Cornelius, North Carolina called Ass Clown. (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, orange citrus IPA. And they have a wonderful motto. Drink one, don't be one. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh-huh, yeah. Ass clown? Ass clown. We'll put a picture like up ass? on our website. Um, Sounds tasty. It is actually tasty. It's, <laughs> it's very tasty. It's got a slight tinge of orange, but it is definitely an IPA, and I very much enjoy it. And It's got a great picture of a laughing clown on the front of it. A scary so, clown? Yeah. yeah, they're all scary. What are you talking about? They are. They really are. Just a hint of red nose. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kimmy? What you drinking, babe? I am drinking a Night on Ponce IPA Ooh. from Three Taverns Craft Beers, which is, I'm assuming, here in Atlanta, right, Stuart? Uh, no, yeah, Decatur. De- yeah, Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, which is outside of Atlanta. But um, Ponce is a place down near downtown Atlanta and that's, yeah. beca- that's being revitalized, and they now have, like, a rooftop like i don't know what do you call it Stuart? like a carnival terrace type thing? yeah no they got like a whole gaming thing yeah ponce mm. ponce de leon as they call it around here for some fucked up reason instead of ponce is, de leon uh, is a main street in atlanta uh ponce city market is a um i think it's an old sears building actually that was renovated and it's actually pretty cool if you're in atlanta and especially with Walker Stalker coming up. Yeah. yeah. It'd actually be a uh, cool place to go down. There's an awesome burger place down there mm-hmm. and some cool craft beer places and stuff. So, yeah, I'm assuming this is based on that because the label actually has IPA in huge lit up letters like what's on top of the building now. Mm-hmm. So. But the beer is really good. It tastes like a beer that we would have gotten in Portland, Oregon, and it's really crisp. So it's like a West Coast IPA? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. super yummy. It, it actually tastes like Mirror Pond. If, you, if anybody's ever had mm-hmm. Mirror Pond from Deschutes, Deschutes Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, tastes like a that. lot like that. Yeah. This one goes down smooth. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. I want to go back to Mirror Pond at Deschutes. We need to go back to that place. Yeah. Family yes. trip. Let's do it. All right. What did you think of the um, this episode, Kim? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're getting better and better. I, I really like this one. Um, I liked Alicia again. I liked the fact the fact that she stood up to her mom finally and said, "See me for who I am." And I'm so glad we finally found Ophelia. We yeah. know that she's not dead, and that she actually took the truck, and that we're getting some backstory on her. So that's really cool. I can't wait to explore that a little bit more. Alejandro's 
personality is starting to come out and we know that he's not the Mr. Nice guy that we kind of thought that he was. And then, dun 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 dun, Travis. Alone. Mm, right. Lots of good stuff. How about you, Stu? What'd you take? I thought it was good. I actually, um, the first few episodes since we got back, I was, um, I wasn't so big on. I think last one I thought was, I think I said was probably one of the better ones, but this one I was like, I was really into, and I was surprisingly excited when Ophelia came back, because we kind of been dogging like, oh, well, no one cares where Ophelia went, but, um, that was awesome when she showed up. I thought that was cool. And I liked the episode just for the fact that... I Thinking about it a little bit more, it felt like maybe it was because there was more of a sense of peril. Like, there wasn't quite so much them figuring stuff out. I think, like, the big thing that happened was um, Strand getting stabbed. You know, it was like something actually happened to one of our characters that was mm-hmm. not, you know, where it didn't work out perfectly. I mean, he was right. still making jokes and stuff, but and right. also uh, Alejandro, you know, seems a bit crazy. So Colonia obviously has some issues going on, and the family that was trying to escape at the start, um, I think, magnifies the problems that are going on there. And um, yeah, at the end, when you know, <laughs> when they turn the lights on, um, and Travis is standing out there, and you're just kind of left wondering, well, who else saw those? Right. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was a great episode. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm very excited to see what happens next week. Okay. Um, on the positive, I, I, I love the Hotel Rosita stuff. I, I liked actually watching them uh, actually start enjoying some things since they had set themselves up somewhat. I thought some of those scenes were actually pretty good. Um, and, uh, and I really was happy to see Madison really has taken charge. Of course, that seemed to whittle a little bit by the end of the episode when she, Madison was kind of uh, losing her head a little bit there right, about right. Nick and, um, and Alicia stepped in and asserted herself. But I still felt like um, Madison pretty much grasped the reins of that group. Even Strand was falling in line behind her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think this episode really established her as the group leader. On the negative side, um, Col- the <laughs> Colonia... Uh, it still bores the hell out of me. Colonia. <laughs> no, it's Colonia. That's okay. what I'm calling it. Now it's 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 not doing anything for me. It's a bit of a bore. Um, well, it doesn't look like it's gonna be lasting too long. No, and that's you know that's actually what I wrote down the notes. I said I I, I hope this place is getting ready to be torched, um, yeah. which I think it is. Uh, the thing with um, you know I have a bit different take on the Ophelia stuff than you guys do. Um, I, to me, it just felt kind of forced. Like they were trying to give her some relevance that really, I don't see how it really is going to fit into the story. I mean, is she going to run off to New Mexico and find this guy and then they're going to catch up with her again? I mean, is there like no one else in the country? <laughs> it's not like it's that right around the corner. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, yeah. Well, where is she? At she's this still point. in Mexico. She's, she's on Mexico, but she's at the border getting ready to go to, to, uh, to New Mexico. Mexico. Okay, so there is no chance she's going to be uh, meeting up with any of our other folks. I can't imagine. How, how? I mean, are they the only ones in that area? I don't know. I mean, I can certainly see, you know, Travis and them 
see, you know, hooking back up with them again because they're really within probably 15 mile radius of each other. Right. But she's split. She's she's gone north. Can I say the one I think positive thing that happened at, when they when she showed up was when she stabbed that first. That walker. was a good takedown. Yeah. That was a good. Yeah, takedown. that was awesome. So maybe that's what sold it for me. I don't know. What? Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't see it. Um, I do think you know. I think it's time for this show to lose a character, one of the main characters. And I think they will probably by the end of this uh, by the end of this season. Right. Because I think, you know, the one thing that makes The Walking Dead so um, interesting is that you, you know, you really feel like those characters could be gone at any moment. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that adds tension to the show. In past seasons, maybe. Not so much anymore. Except for the new premiere. Right. Well, I think think that's what I was saying. You know, in this episode, it felt like everything that had become comfortable and settled, you know, everything was working out. You know, they were finding, uh, I mean the the drugstore or um supermarket that they keep going to i mean those guys are kind of rough and they've you know they've had bad stuff happen around them everywhere but everything just always falls into place yeah and like this episode it felt like all that was crumbling around them you know and they didn't have any control if you want to really stir the pot if you really want to get things uh rolling in a wild direction kill nick no kill madison yeah kill well, madison yeah. Yeah. kill madison and let let Alicia take over. Well, let her step into Madison's shoes. That would that would be a really good twist. Because you know, Strand's already kind of fallen behind her a little bit by you know telling her to be strong with her mother. Mm-hmm. Strand believes mm-hmm. in her. Yeah, I can see Strand jumping in on the bandwagon behind Alicia if something happened to Madison. Yep, I can too. Um, and and I think these other people are pretty passive, and you know if they saw that strand were falling behind alicia then i think they would start falling behind her too because they'd recognize her as being a tough little chick um anyway just uh just throwing that out there it would definitely stir things up on the show well kill madison you got travis coming back into the picture too Mm -hmm. i just don't think killing off like chris is gonna have much of an impact no. No, because a lot of people would be very excited to see Chris go. Without a doubt. <laughs> Ophelia getting wiped out would not do anything for the show. Yeah, nothing. Um, even Travis. Strand Strand was exciting. Yeah. Strand is what made yeah. me think that, you know, hey, they need to wipe out somebody. Because, right. you know, just knowing that, you know, when Strand got stabbed, I didn't in any way feel he was going to die. Because this show has just not presented itself that way. Exactly. You know what Same. I mean? I, I wasn't concerned about him dying. If if he had died, then I would have gone, oh, shit, okay, this is interesting. But when he did get stabbed, I was like, <gasps> oh, you sure. know, like, I was shocked. Like, well, oh they've, had, they've had several moments like that, but I mean, but nothing that's really... The technique really... was terrible. <laughs> it was no doubt. <laughs> well, the fact that he's hey, still you missed cracking pretty jokes. much everything. Yeah, um, like, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, so, uh, but that, that that's just kind of keyed into my mind that they've kind of taken one of the bedmarks of that whole world away from the show and that's that you could lose one of the most popular characters at any moment right i also think it's kind of weird though that travis just happened to be the person that saw the lights come on well it would he may have been one of many well i was gonna say it would make more sense if it was one of the bad guys because i mean what are the coincidence what's the coincidence that travis and chris are that close by that they can see that. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, I think I, I think um, Travis may have seen it, but I really doubt that Travis is the only one who saw it. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people saw it. I'm sure supermarket people saw it. Mm-hmm. And that would be cool if supermarket guys saw it. Yeah, you're talking about Marco's <laughs> super Superstore in Ludorama? Yeah. <laughs> Great place. Okay, so. Yeah. For our general impressions, we got... You guys are very positive. Me, I'm still a little bit mixed. Yeah. But I see, I you know, I'm still enjoying the show. I mean, I it wasn't like I was sitting there going, Ugh. I wasn't. A um, couple times with those conversations with Alejandro, I was kind of nodding off a little bit. That guy's just not doing it for me. <laughs> no. I, I think he's going to get better. I think something's going to go ha- go down with him. It's, it's, he's not very interesting. He's like a... Like a religious zealot with, with a little Napoleon complex going on, and and you know that that character after the apocalypse is a dime a dozen. See, he I, started I, to get a little crazy though. That's yeah. what I mean. Like when he was like, okay, we're closing everything down, and like uh-huh. he he took a he took a turn. Like there was something else going on with him. Exactly. Well, that's what I. That's kind of what I mean by the Napoleon complex. Napoleon yeah. was an incredibly paranoid little man but the thing that was interesting was the start of the show is that family's trying to get out of there and why the hell are they trying to get out of there so quickly yeah you know there's like something else that's going on which i think is interesting and the other thing i do want to talk about before we get too far into this is what the hell is pillar of salt right oh well that's easy Uh, because i was oh really yeah okay go ahead kim everybody's looking back Ophelia mm-hmm. is looking back to the time when she was safe with her fiance uh, and when okay. she um, was happy. Mm-hmm. And she's now trying to find that again. Travis is looking back to find security and safety. Madison towards okay, the maybe on that one. Madison towards the end of the of the show was looking back to um Nick mm-hmm. and trying to find him where is he and totally ignoring her daughter. Right. Um and Alejandro is also looking back. Mm, I was going to say maybe maybe over Lucia is too. Right. But Alejandro is looking over his shoulder like paranoid, like you said, trying to make mm-hmm. sure everybody stays safe and everybody is calm and collected and nothing bad happens. Right. All right. Well, I think, okay. I didn't think about that. That's actually a good, that's, that's a good. That's a good breakdown. I didn't think about no, it either. Thank you. Stu. Stu, to answer your question, um, so the show starts out with the family trying to escape, okay? The reason why they were trying to escape is because he was the guy that found Luciano's brother. And Luciano's brother had been sliced and diced by the guys from the the supermarket. Okay. So he knew bad things were coming. He knew Other, that it wasn't going to be safe there anymore right. because of they, these guys were going to come find him. Exactly. Everybody else okay. in the in the Colonia pretty much, you know, uh, is a little bit oblivious to it because Alejandro is not sharing this with anybody. But this is the guy that's been out in the world, and he's seen what's going on. That's and right. Because like, he was he had, he had had kind of a, a side conversation with Alejandro in the last episode, didn't he? When exactly. he first came back, he was the okay. one who found the body and came back. Gotcha. He was all covered in blood, so that's why he that left. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but there's safety in numbers. Yeah, but there's there, but not if you're blind to what's going on. You know, if you're if you're blind to to the threat that's coming towards you and so forth. You know, sometimes you just got to get out. Mm-hmm. You know. But at that he, point, he didn't have he didn't have faith in Alejandro's 
community anymore. Yeah, I think I was thinking about it like way too much because when the family was leaving, I was trying mm-hmm. to place, okay, you know, is this, um, you know, the, the, was it Lot's family trying mm-hmm. to escape from Sodom, which was the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, his wife turned into the pillar of salt. Wow. I was trying to, I don't know. I, I was, I guess I was trying to break it down way too much, but. Someone went to Catholic schools. <laughs> Sorry. Did it make you feel guilty? <laughs> <laughs> it always does. That yeah, I felt guilty that I didn't have like the correct answer. I was like, mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's kind of say it's, some hail marys. I think it's also kind of said says uh, a little bit about um, the interesting and peculiar situation in the colonia where. The people are choosing to be there, but yet they're also kind of prisoners. Yeah. But that's yeah. safety, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you could see it on uh, uh, Nick's, what's Nick's girlfriend's? Uh, um, Luciana. You could see in her face, she was completely surprised when Alejandro mm-hmm. was going to, like, shut everything down. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't right. like, it didn't seem like this was something that he had done many right. times before. Right. So... But the other comment that she did make was that when the family had, or they found out the family had taken off, that um, they probably thought there were there were you know other communities out there that might be safer. Right. So there's obviously they right? know of other communities that are out there. So yeah, well they know of the supermarket and so forth, so they know that there's a trading community out there. Yeah, that one does not seem like one you want to hang out at. No, but you you know safety in numbers again. Yeah. Um, I think it was pretty telling when. Um, Elena, when her nephew said that, you know, when she said, you need to come back with us. And, and he said, we won't be here much longer. Yeah. That meant they were mm. heading, heading oh, for right. the Colonia. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, I think by season's end, the Colonia is going to have a very difficult time. Well, they've got those, uh, a very large number of walkers acting as their wall, which very harrowing moments when the family was trying to get through that obstacle mm-hmm. especially yeah. with the little kid i'm still not i'm still not clear though why um the the walkers are not covering all the walls are they they seem to be just focused on that That's one what area I'm saying they're just in that one spot right they seem right. to be multiplying though there there's a lot of them all of a sudden <laughs> there's, a, there's a ton more but yes. gosh that harkened back to the walking dead when sam got killed Mm, yeah, you can never trust yeah. those kids to to be quiet when you're walking through something like that. And why would you? I mean, this is like frightening for them. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was a pretty cool soon scene actually when the dad stabbed the walker out mm-hmm. the door and drug him inside and gutted him and mm-hmm. shows once again. Even though that's getting, it's kind of getting a little old. Exactly, it is. But it shows once Everybody's again that everybody knows blood how all to over do him this. Right now. And it's getting very right. old. It's like, God, come on. Like, our people don't do this. Why are why are the Mexicans so versed in how to escape yeah. the walkers, but our people are not? Well, they just figured it out and they learn from seeing it's it. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. But, um... It is weird. We had some listener comments on that, too. Oh, good. Uh, good, good. Yeah. We'll explore those. I, You know, one, one other thing, too, just as, as a general comment on the episode... Good God. Fear is in the name, and I haven't seen a whole lot of fear Mm-mm. for the audience. No, I have not jumped um, much. Mm-mm. 
Now, the Strand thing I didn't even jump because I knew as soon as Strand got up the way they kept the camera on him the, old to- the whole time, he was either going to get a surprise at the door by somebody he wasn't expecting to be there or something bad yep. was going to happen. So it wasn't yeah. like, you know, I was like, they oh. need some they need some fast paced, scary shit to stick in people's mm-hmm. heads on this yeah. Yeah. to really sell it. And it's not happening at all. It's mm-hmm. just like. I think that's been the biggest problem I have, especially since they've come back, is it's been so slow. Everything's been so slow. Yes, infected walkers, whatever you want to call them, they're slow. Right. But come on, something's got to happen. Well, right. And I think they're building up for something to happen next week. Honestly, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to fill my expectations, but I hope. Well, when the wall falls right. around Colonia, you're going to have a bunch of walkers coming out. That might mm-hmm. build it up a little bit. It might. We hope. It might. We hope. But is it still as scary? No. no. But I think part of that, too, is that we're kind of desensitized to the scare factor. Like, the zombies, I don't even pay attention to the zombies that much anymore. I focus more on the humans, the alive people, and the storyline. And that might be just because there haven't been those, you know, those classic zombies, the the really mm-hmm. cool, crazy ones. Um that Greg Nicotero is known for. They're just plain mm-hmm. old dead people. <laughs> right. But you know, but I, I'm not even talking about zombie scary. Um, the whole thing with Negan, yeah. that was scary as shit. You know, I mean, when they got captured and so forth, or even when they were taking out Negan's people, there was some pretty, pretty scary shit going on there. Or even when his, even when Negan's people caught them on the train tracks. Right. Um, yeah. And shot, mm-hmm. was it Denise? Right. With the arrow. Yep. Yeah, I mean that scene alone was like, holy shit. Right. I haven't. I just haven't seen that in this show. No, um, no I think um, you know I, I, the closest you'd see in this show is possibly when Nick's like out there, and the right. um, supermarket guys are sitting there looking at him through binoculars. Or when right. like the brothers, the frat brothers, came mm-hmm. in, but that wasn't even scary. Well, I think the scariest thing with Nick was when the scenes when he was out in the desert and he got cornered by the walkers with the dogs when he got in the dogs i mean you know that was well, pretty you know tense, where, but you know where it failed was when nick did steal that stuff when he was in the supermarket chris mm-hmm. but he could care less oh nick yeah right yeah and it was just like he was like yeah you're gonna give me what we right and he wasn't like right. scared at all right that's where i think they like you were saying earlier scott they've kind of failed in the fact that you know, none of this stuff seems to actually hurt our people, and our people are completely confident that nothing is going to happen to them. Right. Even though they they give lip service to being scared about stuff, but they just don't seem to be. Um, yeah. Or they just, or 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 I guess the audience doesn't seem to be in fear for them. Yeah. I guess is more true. where, where I, I am. You know what I mean. I, I, yep. I'm not sitting at home going, God, I'm worried about so-and-so or I'm worried about so-and-so because I don't really see any imminent threat that makes me think, oh, they're going to kill that person off in the show or something. Yeah, like, oh, man, I feel bad for Strand. He needs another drink. Even if the co- <laughs> Colonia, right, even if the Colonia gets attacked, do you expect Nick to get killed in the attack? No, of course no. not. No, he's going to run off somewhere, you know? I mean, Alejandro probably will be. Yeah, I expect but that, that does right. That's expected. That's not gonna. That's not gonna. Um, there's no shock factor no. in that. Even if Luciana got killed, I don't. I'd be shocked. I, I'm. I, I wouldn't shed Mm-mm. a tear. 
Um, Honestly, there's not many characters that I would shed a tear over yet. But I think... I would be shocked if something happened to Strand or Madison. But I think that we're heading in that direction, though. I think the last mm-hmm. two, maybe three yeah. episodes have improved so much that I'm interested in the storyline and interested to see where these characters go. Mm-hmm. And so if, like, even if Ophelia dies at this point, I would be disappointed because I want to know what's going to happen in New Mexico. I want to know if she finds her fiancé and if she gets back to the other people, which... Is very far-fetched, but whatever. Um, Chris, like, I could still care less about Chris, but I'm still kind of interested, like, is he going to become, like, the next Negan? You know? Like, there's still storylines that I'm kind of interested to explore, but I still wouldn't be upset if those people died. Right, right. Even Travis. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know? Um, If something happened to Alicia... Yeah, if something happened to Alicia, Madison, Nick, um, uh, Strand, one of those characters, I could definitely see the 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 wildness of the show amp up a good yeah. bit. It's just that, I mean, obviously these last three episodes especially have been building towards something. Yep. Okay, they've established these two different situations going on. and But if the show doesn't deliver on the promise of this of the situations it's set up it's going to hurt it yeah you know they got to do something at the end of the season that's going to be bring the shock factor back to the show yep i know we need- so we'll say and you know and, and, and maybe they will maybe they will we need something that's going to make us want to come back in uh, uh may of next year mm-hmm. yeah i guess it is yeah so we'll see yeah yeah i i, I have I'm, I'm i've got my fingers crossed that something like that is going to happen well, I'm glad you guys are so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Ophelia, we know that now she's pining away for this fiancé of hers. She mm-hmm. couldn't tell her parents that, she, that, that they got engaged because her parents are so overbearing and she feels so protective of them. I didn't, I, you know, maybe I missed it, but I didn't quite get what um, what was happening between her and her mother. I mean, I... It, Maybe I missed it, but it didn't say to me why she had to stay with her mother. Because her mom doesn't speak English, and... No, no, I get that. But I'm talking about her conversation with, with, um, between Ophelia and her mother. They had those scenes where they were talking. I mean, she was asking her mother about how she knew that her father was her man, was the man for her. Right. Mm. And I just didn't see anything in that. In, in their discussion that led me to think that the mother was telling her to stay there. No, I think it, it's it's an understood idea. Her mom is saying that we would do anything for you. We fought for our lives to get out of that country, to come to the United States to provide you with safety. So now mm-hmm. it's the old Catholic thing <laughs> where Ophelia feels... Personally well, obligated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she feels obligated to her parents that she should not abandon them and that she should be there to help them and and help them get through life, basically. Is mm-hmm. the mom saying that? I mean, the she, mom's not saying that. She's. I mean, is she implying that? That no, I, I don't even know if she's implying that. I think okay. Ophelia just feels that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but you know how like Catholic moms can be. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that all are necessarily like this, but. Um, you can, <laughs> in, just in case they're listening. But <laughs> I think you can say, you could probably just say, you know how moms are. 
don't know we, if you okay, any moms, moms. This is true. <laughs> you know, like moms, you know, they give you the yeah. guilt trip and like, don't leave me. Don't <laughs> abandon me. Don't move away. That sort of thing. And I think that's kind of what her mom is saying, but in a roundabout way, like, you know, they, they literally fought tooth and nail to get out of a dangerous situation sure. to, to sure. raise her in a place that where they could feel safe and where she could feel safe. And her mom doesn't speak English, just like she's talking about. And her dad has this business, but he's very headstrong mm-hmm. and very protective of his only daughter, a daughter. And so he feels obligated that she needs to stick close by. But again, I think that's partly just, you know, that's so it's mainly in Ophelia's head. Exactly. I mean, I I love the I I did it. I shouldn't say low. I like the fact that they they made her better than just a wallflower. Yeah. But you know, sometimes flashbacks do not make a character relevant, and I just didn't see the relevance of it, especially since you know, to me, if she's she's pretty much leaving the whole thing behind. I mean, if she's going to New Mexico, you really think she's gonna be able to find her? If she's gonna find these people again? I don't think that was her intention anyway. I don't now we'll see like I like I don't even know if that is her intention but um we'll see where she goes with it I mean she was looking for a crossing to into New Mexico so yeah no I understand that I'm saying I I don't I don't know that I was a huge fan of having the flashbacks but um you know there are parts of it let you know did lend her to build her character a little bit more it was one of the first times they really tried to build her character at all I guess which was Mm -hmm. Well, I was like, okay, well, this is finally. Mm-hmm. But now she's on her own, and now she's not even going to go see our people. So, no. like, what's even the point? So that's why I think I was asking earlier. It's like, so is she going to even have a chance to meet up with our people? Because otherwise, there's like no. I, I don't. I don't know how these lines are going to interact <laughs> unless unless she runs into finding her dad, which is what I hope. Well, I think hmm. it's pretty far fetched that she would find. <laughs> but why people, would he be going to New Mexico? <laughs> who cares? Just bring him but, back. I mean, Travis, Travis has now found them. Mm-hmm. That was pretty far fetched yeah. too. It was very far fetched. Cause he, they were out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, oh, hey, there, there's a city there. It's I didn't TV see that land. city out in that pasture. You have to mm-hmm. suspend your disbelief about this stuff. This craziness. Uh, and, um, I know just think that something's going to happen. But I do think that she will find her dad again, whether it's ghost form or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> what? Ophelia. They're going to run into each other in the Mexican mountains of abandon. New Mexico. Yeah. But it would be cool to get her back to the United States so that we can see what's going on there. Although New Mexico is pretty <laughs> sparse. So. Right, Ophelia, turn I don't around. Know if we'll see much in New Mexico. You're at the border. There's a wall. Turn around. <laughs> the Mexicans built the wall. Well, this—that's kind of what I'm interested in seeing. Is like they keep saying that it's going to be hard to cross the border. Why? Why is it going to be hard? Well, be, didn't everybody they be said dead? They said no. They said that the Mexicans closed the border. Right, but how? Like there can't be that many people there left. They—they they maybe built the wall. Well, you can breach it. They took all the supplies Trump was putting on the border and built the damn wall. (laughs) Built out of ponchos and beaded necklaces. (laughs) Oh, and corrugated steel. Oh, my God. Well, I'm excited to see where her storyline goes. Okay. Well, good. (laughs) I'm hoping I get excited. (laughs) Now, 
But the storyline at the Rosita Hotel, I did get excited about that. Yes. I did. There was a lot there to like. I I really loved last week's um, uh, peer jumping episode. That was... uh, (laughs) That yeah. was uh, that was pretty cool, and I like the way Madison is starting to take control of things. Even you know, even after Strand got stabbed, Madison was like, "All right, this is it. Anybody else does any of this shit, you're on you're on the street," and and everybody just kind of went, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, there wasn't anybody arguing with her." Don't get stabby with me. That's right. Don't get sassy with me, young man. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed seeing her take charge of that situation mm-hmm. and like you said the dynamic between her and and um alicia throughout the episode was very interesting certainly was yeah and and, and even alicia's um her connection with strand i thought was really good too i like to see strand supporting her where he told her to stand up to her or get yeah. noticed yeah get noticed you know i think he strand kind of recognized a little bit of a kindred spirit in her mm-hmm and that, um, you know, neither one of them really took bullshit. And they were going to make things work for them because they've had to do that. So I think I think he had a, he has a connection with her. And, and it was great to see him support her because of that. And it's making Strand a much more appealing character, too. Yeah. Although I have to say, he doesn't have to have a one-liner every time he has a no. conversation. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Your bedside manner is abysmal. <laughs> that was pretty good though i take it back your bedside manner was abysmal well the i mean seriously the fact that he's cracking jokes and stuff makes me feel like absolutely nothing is going to happen to this man he's invincible and he's going to come back yeah. there will be medicine they'll find the medicine they'll get, get the medicine Miracle back and cure. Be just fine uh-huh. uh-huh it just happened to miss any vital organs I know, like oh wah, wah. what a what <laughs> just what? look Oh, what a weak at the ass stab. from the outside of the skin, I can tell <laughs> exactly. that nothing got hit. <laughs> uh, it was a millimeter away from your spleen, but it did not hit the spleen. That's right. It's yeah. because I have no organs. That's well, right. Do I you, gave them, I sold them. Do you agree with Madison's um, command that the mother gets locked up in the hotel, or do you think she should be banned from the hotel? Uh, well, if you ban her from the hotel, she's going to die. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's fine that she gets locked up. Um, I was a little surprised at how easily everybody else was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, I, I, you know, I, I had a feeling um, when Madison said it that it was a temporary fix, that she was kind of putting off deciding about what to do with her until they took care of whatever was wrong with Strand. Mm-hmm. So she, the woman may yet get banished, but I think everybody was just kind of like, you know, you know, okay, I, I'm not messing with you. You're right. Let's just lock her up. We'll deal with this later, because um, they just didn't have time to deal with it right then. Strand was dying, and they had to to uh, get into action. Uh, Madison needs time to think about what to do with her, um, because one of the things that she does need to consider is that if they do ban her and she goes out into the streets, if she does survive, she could run into somebody that maybe is from the supermarket or another bad group, and. Eileen would be the type of person that would um, turn over and tell them where the hotel is and that they have all these supplies and she could rat them out. I'll tell you what, I, you know what, she, she may make it easy for everybody and just kill herself. That would not surprise me a bit. Yeah, she could become the next walker and get loose in the hotel. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, she may just, she may off herself and uh, 
and uh, because she can't handle it, she wouldn't last five minutes on the street. Maybe, maybe not. And Scott, Scott, who is she? Seinfeld reference. She was, um, she was the brawless wonder. That's um, right, Mischke, Suella Mischke. Yes. And mm-hmm. so supposedly you knew this mm-hmm. last the candy bar heiress, and didn't tell us this. <laughs> Oh, Henry Candy Bar Harris. Oh, Isn't Henry. that what it was? Yes, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know how I know that. Yeah. That's terrible. I don't know how you guys remember any of that stuff. That was like years ago. That's because we have plenty yeah. of room for useless information. <laughs> we used to. Now it's all just Seinfeld references. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I got no more room in there. God. Nope. Anyway. Tim, you were saying. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Over and out. Torn apart by Sue Ellen (laughs) Meshke. That's right. No doubt. Um, Now, I'm going to assume that she was gunning for Elena, though. Not Strand. Even though she she said that to Strand, I was thinking she was trying to get at Elena. Uh, I thought that at first, but Strand was the one that went in to kill her. Right. In the last episode. Kill the daughter. Right. Yeah. But she still looks shocked. So that's why I was kind of thinking... I don't know. I, at first, I didn't. I didn't think that she was coming for Strand, but then I was like, you know what? It makes sense that she would be because she, he was the one that finally took took her out. Right. I think she would have been happy with either one of them, yeah, and was probably prepared for either one of them. Yeah. So, again, or though, anybody for that matter. Even if she had gotten Madison, uh-huh. there. I mean, Madison's indirectly responsible for her because she brought Strand into the picture. You know, mm-hmm. so. Well, I think I think again, getting back to one of our earlier premises is that whoever got stabbed, you know, if you if you're doing this in a real tense way, um, you know, the 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 brilliance of The Walking Dead is that ninety percent of the time, if someone if something happens to someone, they're going to get killed. Yeah. You know, and it may, it could be a main character, could be a secondary character, it doesn't matter. Um, we haven't seen that yet. Have faith, have faith. There's time. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a little turnover. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Get, get the temp in. All right. Well, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of the weird thing with even with Ophelia's dad. Um, he's He didn't get killed. He just kind of disappeared. Yeah. True. You know, so it wasn't like he, a, right. a character got killed off. Oh. Do, I do still you, want him to come back. Do either one of you think he's dead? Did, no. No, no, there's no, no way. He can't no. be dead because they didn't kill him. Nobody thinks he's dead. No, yeah. I agree. He's coming back so. somehow. Somehow, uh-huh. some way. Who have they lost? They lost his wife. They lost yeah. lost Travis's wife. Yes, right. Mm. And that's So she was yeah, that she's actually one. she's actually the main character, the only main, you know, I wouldn't even say main character. She's only one of the central group's character that's died so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we still have Tobias, too. We still have Tobias. Good old Tobias. There's that dog that died. He's got a lot of food. Dog. That dog yeah, was Tob- Tobias does. He's got like a whole cart full. <gasps> Maybe uh-huh. Felia will find Tobias in New Mexico. Serenity now. <laughs> we got to mention him every time. It's just a we do. consistency. There's so yeah. many yeah. theories. I was hoping for him to show up in Preacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, when do we... Preacher. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome if that that end scene when they were driving away in the van. Yeah. If they actually had Tobias run across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Where Tobias was the angel and he was just up there eating a big <laughs> burger. 
I got a big old can of peaches open. With his little knife. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with his little knife. I can't get in the can. (laughs) Help me, God. He's not here. Um, (laughs) But we digress. What about, what about, um, what's her name? Michelle Ang. Oh. Her character. Where the hell did she go? She's still out in the ocean. She, she must be. I mean, she, she got, I guess she got left behind with the, with the guys on the boat, right? Yeah. God, I forgot about her. I liked her. I want her back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if they run into her, especially since they have left there and gone way south and inland. And lost the boat. All the way to Tijuana. <laughs> if they run into her again, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think that was solely to close out the Flight 462 thing. It must have yeah. been. That must yeah, have been. I that poor girl. Yeah, I don't think she's coming back. No, no, that would be way too much. There, there's just a trailer of people that have not been killed. They're just kind of like, are we, are we back in? Yeah. Can we tag back in? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just temps brought in to spur on the moment. Yeah. They're getting coffee for people now. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. You want to hang out? Alejandro. Yes. Yeah. Alejandro. 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 Putting Colonia on lockdown. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Smart yeah. move or not? Uh, Dumb. Very dumb. You extremely think? dumb. Yes, extremely dumb. He had to make well, that... Tr- a- they didn't need to make that trade. They don't make he's only tr- doing it because he's nervous that more people are going to run. If right. more the if you start locking the doors, then people are going to be like, "Oh, he's shit, not locking it down to keep people out. He's locking it down to keep them in." Yeah, right. What is he afraid of? Like, I mean, what? Um, losing hmm. his losing his his kingdom. He's he's afraid of losing his scouts primarily because they're the ones that feed the whole place. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Um, point. And once they start leaving, then um, that's why he was hitting on. Uh, Luciana so hard on making sure she talks to her scouts. Yeah, yeah. To rein them in. Because he can have control of the people, but if he doesn't have these people that he can trust to leave the walls and come back with stuff, then right. he has no control. Exactly. Well, Because as long as he's getting supplies, he has control. Well, here's the my fact question. That, okay, go ahead. If the, the um, Marco and his gang... They're expecting these drug runs every day. Is that what we're to understand? Well, just on a regular basis. I don't know if it's every day, but but we know, you know. that this is a finite supply, right? At this point in the mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. what's going to happen when that supply does actually run out? It's already running low. Well, here's the thing: Marco doesn't know that. Marco doesn't know the supply is running out, and Marco's mm-hmm. people haven't really um, followed after them to find out where Colonia is. Um, so as long as they kept Marco's people fed with the drugs, then they were satisfied when they didn't show up to, to take the drugs. And that's when Marco's people really started branching out, even though I think they had already really started branching out before then. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, you know, not making that drop was the final straw or anything. I think they were already moving out and that's why they were out running around in trucks, tracking down the the family that tried to escape in the first part. Um, yeah, I think that's where that that whole move by Nick was not a good idea. What? Which one? I mean, uh, with him um, forcing his hand last time to get another shopping cart of water uh, and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right, right. Nick was the instigator. Yeah, Nick yeah, was the instigator I mean, he, of all their problems. Exactly. Right. Yeah, he I mean, pissed he, him off. He had yeah. If he hadn't pissed him off, then things would have been running. 
mm-hmm. maybe would have been running still as smooth. Who knows? But, but to, he definitely he definitely um, made it worse. But there is. But to answer your question though, Kim, yeah. I in my opinion, I don't think Alejandro had a plan B. I think he knows that the drugs are running out, and he doesn't know what to do. And, and that's why when Nick taught him how to make the fake pills, to, to make the pills it. last out, to cut the pills, um, that's why he said to Alejandro, I bought you more time. Right. And yeah. more Right. Hope. So nonetheless, no matter what happens, this is going to run out, and they're going to come looking for the col- oh, yeah. colony. So, mm-hmm. so, the, so the time is limited no matter what. Sure, but Alejandro but sped is completely he's confident that that wall is going to yeah that that wall is going to keep everybody out, which is ridiculous. If if they're not totally surrounding the community, then that's that's not going to happen. Right. I think he thinks because they're on the high ground that they can't get up to the walls. Really, in a lot mm-hmm. of respects, yeah. You know that they're up there, but these you know, Nick knows he's seen. You know, this stuff's not going to hold. Um, eventually these people will get what they want because they're pretty ruthless. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people in Colonia are <laughs> Colonia. <laughs> Colonia. Um, we need to give, <laughs> we need to give Scott Spanish 101 for this. Yes. Yes. I took <laughs> French and that was brilliant. Oh um, but <laughs> the fact that, um, you know, these guys are going to come after him eventually. Yeah. And Alejandro, I think, has just kind of really had his head buried in the sand, to tell you the truth. Right. I think he's been avoiding that, but knowing it was coming. And that may be why he's cracking. Well, does he feel invincible because of this supposed bite that he survives, or does he... Um, I don't think he feels... I mean, that's... I don't think he feels invincible at all. I think that's why he's cracking. That's why he's scared. Yeah. I think yeah. he's terrified. And he's terrified that he has to have these people around him to you know save his ass and yeah. uh and you know and i'm not i mean i don't know i'm not 100 percent convinced he even thinks that that bite was from a walker yeah that's what i'm wondering i, if, I if, think maybe he saw that people thought it was and he rode with it oh yeah totally you i know? would agree with that so so he, he knows it's bs too yeah of course i mean that's my guess i you know i'm not sure 100 percent sure on that but i i feel pretty Pretty good that he's just kind of, you know, taking advantage of the situation there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when Madison and Elena got to the supermarket and Madison mm-hmm. starts going on nuts, nutso because she hears the guys interrogating the other family and mm-hmm. talking about the gringo with the crazy hair. Do you think that she was justified in running into the room to figure out what was going on? Hell no. Not in a drug den. I mean, come on. No. Come on. You're in the you're in a gang's warehouse, and you're just going to burst in uh-huh. on them interrogating I, yeah, I think somebody. I was, I was on Elena's side with that one. I was like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I would definitely want to find out, but I'm just not going to go bursting in there because the tension that they had coming into the place was was feeling like they could be shot at any time. Uh huh. Right. So why would you antagonize somebody if you if you know that you could be killed at any time by these well, whack it, jobs? It kind of reminded me of the whole like <laughs> the white woman of privilege thing, mm-hmm. you know, like she knows nothing's going to happen to her and so she's just going to bust in and do whatever the hell she wants to do. Mm-hmm. 
And that's exactly what happened. They didn't do anything to her. But I'll tell you one thing I did think was kind of interesting, and I think maybe we're starting to see it a little bit. And and I I didn't see it early on, but I think you guys did a couple episodes ago to where um, while these guys may be uh, gang members and drug runners and so forth, that there are regular people in there, too, Mm -hmm. that are, um, you know, they're not gang people, but they're seeking refuge with them. Because even when you when you saw them heading into the place when they were carrying the cooler, you kind of saw in the background a couple just talking to each other, leaning up against the wall, very casual and did not look like gang members at all. And, you know, so it leads me to think that maybe that place isn't quite as ruthless as it seems. No, I mean, I still think that they're kind of protecting and helping the people that are in the back of the room, mm-hmm. that these are probably people who... Um, sought these guys out for protection because of their reputation and they knew that they would have the supplies that they needed yeah. to help their loved ones. But um, I don't think they're part of the gang at all. But the gang, right. I mean, you gotta... I think it's a big mix. Well, I think you gotta, under, you gotta understand and remember that the Mexican culture and the whole the whole Spanish, well, not Spanish, um, Hispanic culture is very family-oriented. And so they right. they will do anything and everything for their family. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're protecting the people that they grew up with, that they know, and that they love. And they might not even be actual family members, but people from their community that they, that they know and that they care for. Right. Well, and on the other side is that, I mean, these guys m- might not be a gang, but grew up in a rough area, you know? Mm-hmm. They grew up in a rough area on the streets. And they know how to deal with stuff on the streets, and that's the only reason why they survived. Well, I think and originally they might not be initially bad people at all, but I th- I, th- I do think in in I, Stu I do think at the center of things they were a gang. I do think they were a drug mm. gang. Well, I think um, the guys that did that that Nick was running into earlier were definitely oh yeah yeah part of a gang. I'm, mm-hmm. These guys maybe I don't know. You know, but I mean, you know, it, it depends, you know, that's, it, you grew up in a completely rough area mm-hmm. in a city. You're, you're going to learn shit to survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> but know, they, so. but, but, um, was it Elena? Elena identified them as having been a gang before because I think her nephew was not in the gang. Right. But he chose okay. to go with them. Like right. some other people did. Okay. Okay. So it's All like right. some of these people were not, were probably nothing. You know, considered mm-hmm. nothing before the world turned. And now that the current situation is at hand, they are finally something. Just like the frat mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. You know, they finally have this chance to be somebody. And, right. the, and they're taking it. Well, I guess that's kind of the definition of a gang, though, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Create a family. Yeah. Strength in numbers. A frat club. Strength, strength in numbers. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to hear more about Elena's nephew that's part of this gang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd to like, see how um, he might come into play later on because he might go with the family tie thing and yeah. infiltrate the gang or undermine them somehow. He was looking pretty strung out. He was looking he was. pretty strung out. He did not look good. No, no. And also, I, I did find it quite humorous that um, when Elena said... They're talking about some gringo with ratty hair. Madison immediately know who her son, that was her son. Yeah. That's a hell of a description. 
Oh, that's that my boy. boy. I'm so proud. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, I don't think she even asked any other questions. No. She's like, no, that's, no. That's she's like ratty hair? Yep, that's him. <laughs> Gringo, ratty hair. That's Nick. That describes him perfectly. Yeah. We're all so proud. Yeah, like, like everybody else has, like, very combed and well-kept hair in mm-hmm. the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I know, exactly. Everybody's got makeup on, too. Don't get me started there. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's just Alicia. (laughs) I don't know. Madison's pretty made up. Yeah, that's true. Um, The surfing scene kind of bothered me. Oh, I forgot about the surfing scene. Why did it bother you? Uh, It was just weird. Like, they were hanging out, and, yeah, I mean, I guess it was okay, but the entire time I was thinking, I would not go in that damn water after all those those zombies just went in the water. Mm -mm. Nope. You know, and they're right at the pier. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing that kind of came to mind, well, th- supposedly the Riptide took them out, so they weren't coming back to shore. Supposedly. Supposedly, supposedly. <laughs> but anyway. But uh, th- the other thing, though, is that um, I guess there's no more walkers on the beach. I guess not. Because we know. saw several scenes where there was walkers walking all over the place. Uh-huh. Crabs um, got them. I guess. Maybe so. They got the crabs. Um Anyway, I did think it was kind of kind of funny, um, but uh, but but at the same time, I I kind of like the 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 idea of seeing them relax a little bit. I think it kind of sets them up to to get hit with something too. Yeah, it does. It does. They're getting too comfortable. Mm-hmm. I just I was uncomfortable with the whole scene because I just kept expecting Hector to lean in for a kiss or something silly like that. Mm-hmm. That just I don't want that. Really. And why is that? Are no. you jealous? Please. <laughs> uh, you save. You want her saved for Chris? No. Oh God, no. no! 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 I just don't think that that. I mean, just like with The Walking Dead, I don't think that should be part of the storyline. I think we should concentrate on like surviving. It's gonna happen, though. Well, it's gonna happen, but still, it's like. Ugh. It's still the natural way of things. I understand that, but it just doesn't need. I don't know. It's a great tension reliever. Yeah, but still, they got they got work to do. She's supposed to be a teenager too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The there's no thing... teen teenagers making out. That's for sure. I've never seen that. No, I never did. Please. <laughs> the other thing I want to bring up is: Did anybody else find it weird that all of a sudden it was like everybody has ice? Well, they that's the part of they the, generator. the generator. I, I understand that, but right. from the start of the show, it was like they're like, "Oh yeah, ice. Here you go. Here's." Mm-hmm. No, actually, I thought that was a great line that um, that Elena's uh, nephew said when he goes, the fish are good, the ice is better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That was good. When they were delivering the stuff to the yeah, supermarket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. So they recognized that the ice was a was a really cool thing. And our people did, too. I mean, when, when uh, Madison brought the glasses of ice water out to the two kids, they were both shocked, you know. Like, I mean, crap. But they're like, oh, yeah, we got the generator going. Mm-hmm. It's good. Here's some ice water. This is just water. Where's the tea, Ma? I have to say that if I were in that situation, I would be totally stoked because. I know. I would be like, holy shit. I am a totally addicted to ice. And I will just take a whole cup of ice and just eat it. I love it. I'm in my room. And if I never had ice again. the ice maker and just Oh, my God. I know. If I never had ice again, it would be a really, really bad state. Someone of bring me a parka. <laughs> Now, it was a nice thing for them to uh, to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little luxury item. Right. So, um, 
at the end of the episode, of course, we're we're looking at Madison. She's kind of gone a little bonkers after feeling that um, Nick is not far. So she goes back, and you know, number one, she makes a mess of things at the at the drop off with the with the uh, Marcos boys, and then she goes mm-hmm. back to the hotel and immediately goes and turns on the damn lights to the hotel so that she could supposedly signal Nick. Mm-hmm. And Alicia goes ballistic and uh, jumps her case about it and and says probably one of the most effective lines she said the whole time. She says, you know, he chose to leave. I chose to stay. Is that not good enough for you? Yeah, yeah. that was deep. Yep. And then uh, Madison turned off the light. Mm-hmm. She finally maybe got it through her thick head. Yeah. And uh, So I think the relationship between those two is going to be pretty good. Um. It's coming to a turning point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that, a great scene, though. It really uh-huh. was. Yep. And yep. Alicia's character, I think it helped Alicia's character a lot mm-hmm. to actually stand up and show some sort of emotion. Right. Right. To want to be treated as 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 her child. Yeah, but I think, um, back to your point, though, Scott, that it almost made Madison look weak mm-hmm. after being so strong through the whole episode to go back and be so stupid. Right. But it just kind of um, showed her, you know, she's a leader with flaws. Mm-hmm. And, and you know. That's a big effing flaw, though. <laughs> yeah. But it, it depends <laughs> because, on how she reacts to it. Yeah, I know. But I'm just talking about, like, turning the lights on and yes. letting everybody know what you have. You have yeah, electricity. She, she kind of lost it. And I, I would imagine some people will challenge her on that, too. Yeah. In, in the coming episodes. Um, and then, of course, the. Or they'll completely ignore it. Right, or they'll complete, <laughs> and then we'll be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, uh, do we not see that? Um, and then, of course, you know, the scene ends with with the lights going out, and then you see Travis up in the hills mm-hmm. has seen it. Shaggy Travis. Shaggy Travis. Alone. Um, he appears to be alone, but it was a tight shot. It was actually yeah, I, when I went back and watched it the second time. It was a wider shot than I originally thought it was, but still, it kind of pan out a little bit. But <clears throat> yeah. he's alone. He's no, nah, there's no way. You think, Chris? Well, we there? will definitely know the next episode because it seemed like all the scenes showed showed him and Chris going through some stuff mm-hmm. oh, with I the hope frat he's boys. Not bringing the the brofecta back. Yeah, <laughs> the I don't know. I don't know. I I predict with that situation that that um, the bros take off after a confrontation with Travis and Chris elects to go with them. Uh-huh. And then Travis is out on his own. But do you think Travis would actually let him go? I don't think Travis will give a choice, given a choice. Honestly, I thought if, if they took off, I thought Travis possibly would sit back and wait for him. But at the same time, when, after he killed that guy, Travis looked like he was completely over that kid. I know, but you like still I'm wouldn't done. give up on your gift. You I know, that. I know, I wouldn't either. I, yeah, no, and it's... I have a feeling that next episode, that's going to be a lot of what it is. It's going to be dealing with with Travis and Chris and the bros and yeah. that dynamic. And I think that will get more resolved in that episode next week. And then the final episode will be the one where we actually see the uh, colony get attacked good for you Colonia. now what would be really interesting is if <laughs> it's a colony travis ended up killing the bros to get mm-hmm. chris out of that situation mm-hmm. then chris mm-hmm. is pissed yeah yeah at travis mm-hmm. yeah and i can could see be. that happening mm-hmm. 
So Travis taking all of the chickens. Mm-hmm. And the yes. bros having nothing to eat. No Without protein, man. Without a doubt. All I know is, I will tell you this, though. I did see in the scene for next week, Travis burying somebody. Hmm. Probably the old man. Yeah, he's probably burying the guy they killed. The Could farmer. be. Could be. I, Could I have be. a feeling that, like you said, they probably took off and left him. And Chris took mm-hmm. off. It wasn't. Right. I don't think Travis had a choice in the matter. Right. Huh. Well, I think there's a lot that's going to happen in that episode with that that little dynamic. We did. We did have a lot of uh, listeners that were actually that was their main thing that they were hoping to see in this past week's episode. Actually, mm-hmm. see what was going on with Travis. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we've uh, we got to the end of the episode, so why don't we uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about that listener feedback. Okay. Sounds good. Does that sound good? Sounds good. All right, we'll be back in a minute. everybody we're back um kim i have i have a feeling you uh have some news and listener feedback stuff maybe yes we do have some listener feedbacks we got lots of stuff on twitter this week no emails but of course we had tons of emails what are you talking about well kara didn't email us (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had a lot of people on on twitter get back to us and frank on crank I uh, was talking about last week's episode and said, uh, great story, action, uh, some cheesy dialogue, which I, I agree, uh, but it's keeping me in. Hard to buy boy Nick is getting that ass, though. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's new to the colony. Uh, yeah, may, you know, Luciana may be pretty bored with the... Uh... With the variety she yeah. has there at this point, so maybe he took some a shower. Right? Maybe some gringo with ratty hair is what she's looking for. <laughs> That's yes, awesome. it is. <laughs> um, uh, concerning our discussion we had last week about camouflaging the scent by covering yourself with blood, uh, David Valentin at uh, uh, DV Orlando said, um, "Fear the Walking Dead's failure is that the gore flash they use is limited." And in my opinion, fails to mask heat and smell. Unlike the excessive use um, in The Walking Dead, walkers appear to be attracted to thermal signature, heat, smell, sound, and movement. Their attention span is limited. You know, there's something to be said for what he's saying there. In in Um, The Walking Dead, they're like putting arms and legs and stuff like that. Although in The Walking Dead, they don't seem to have it perfected as much as they do in this show. Well, you know, the he other... sounds like a military guy, doesn't he? Yep, yep. You know, the other thing too, though, is that um, when it when it started raining in The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. their 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 uh, stuff went away real quick. Oh, that's true. You know, and I mean, they were covered in gore and so forth, and yet a little bit of rain comes down, and all of a sudden they're not masked anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a little sweat out here. <laughs> In Mexico might do the job on what they're putting on. Yeah, yeah but true. somebody got water thrown in mm-hmm. their face that this was, time. Who was that? That was the guy, the family that escaped at the beginning uh, of the right. episode. Yeah. He started pouring water on his head. Well, I think we could say there's a, there's there's some inconsistencies there. Yeah, for between sure. the shows on the way it's used, but that's 
probably well, not we, near you know, the we only were, ones. We were getting into just like, well, you know, sound versus um, smell versus, you know, the things, because we were talking about the people coming over the bus and right. how they were dealing with the stuff on the wall. So, I don't know. I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be completely consistent, but it just seemed a bit weak right. on, on some of their treatment. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Concerning next week's episode, Jessica Sharp at MS Mist, I guess it's at Miss Jess 028 said, I hope we will see what's up with Ophelia and how Travis will deal with Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do too. Yeah. Well, we got, we definitely have hints of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much what the episode is going to be dedicated to, to tell you the truth. I think our friends at the, uh, at the hotel kind of established themselves for the moment. And Alice in Wonderland uh, at Sparkle4MPLZ said... For me, please. Oh, for me, please. Excuse Sparkle me. for me, please. Sparkle for Sparkle. me, please. Like Alice in Wonderland wasn't a, a perfect name. Exactly. Anyways, it said, totally want to see how Travis handles Chris. Uh, Travis has a real challenge on his hands for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think the normal the normal punishments are not going to work well with Chris. Nah. <laughs> Go sit in the corner, young man. Stop shooting. <laughs> um, I just don't see that that is going to um, take care of things too well right there. Uh, John at Popeye John nineteen sixty said Ophelia is heading back to the USA to find her dad, Daniel. Then they will return to help set up another safe haven for the next season. Um, well, I, I, I don't, I don't know why she would be necessarily going to the U.S. to find her dad. Because her dad was in Mexico, right? Right. Right. I think she's going back to the, to the United States to find Will. Yeah. But maybe we'll find Daniel in the process. Maybe Daniel's just kind of wandering down the road or something. I well, mean, Travis was. <laughs> I'm still kind of thinking that Daniel might be a ghost of some sort. I don't know. Really going with the ghost thing? I'm going with mm-hmm. the ghost. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, how Did you hear that? Story? Is she gonna find him? Did you hear that? How random would that it's be? A ghost. <laughs> Sounds like a ghost. It's gotta He's be right a behind you. Total stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Kim, have you got any news for us, darling? Yes, I have a couple of news items, and the biggest one <laughs> is that. Dun, 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 Halloween Horror Nights is officially opened at Universal Studios. Yes. Opened on September 16th. Super exciting. It's going to be super scary this year. They have nine haunted houses, five scare zones, all based on popular TV shows or movies. And some of them are original ideas of the creators from um, Universal Studios. And... Uh, Halloween Horror Nights runs between now and Halloween night, and Stuart and I hopefully will be there in a couple of weeks, which I'm super excited about. How about that? But um, some of the scare zones that they have, or or actually some of the um, haunted houses that they have, of course, are The Walking Dead, American Horror Story, The Exorcist, Krampus, based on that funny Christmas horror movie, Um, Mm, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then... Their, their icon this year is Chance, who is the girlfriend of Jack, who was the icon last year. 
Chance has been thrown into an asylum because Jack left her to hold the bag for some mass murders that happened. And Chance is crazy. So she is supposed to just infiltrate the entire Halloween Horror Nights idea, the grounds. And she's supposed to be pretty freaking awesome. And she was at... Okay. The Walking Dead, I mean, uh, the Walker Stalker event this weekend, uh, this past weekend in Orlando that they did for the Pulse nightclub victims. She was there, so that was pretty cool. Sounds like a super experience that will be super fun for the family and might be, well, super. It will be super. Well, you can't go with family, 18 and over. So. Oh, yeah. see? That, see, that actually makes it that much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the simple fact that we are not bringing the children. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be at night. I mean, I'm too scared to even go to the local Halloween horror house, and mm-hmm. so horror I'm house? not horror house horror. <laughs> I don't visit those type of places. Where are you guys hanging out? But Netherworld is just down the street from our house, and it's one of the top haunted houses in the in the entire United States. And I have not even been to that one. The cast of the walking dead is known to show up there at least once or twice a year, whenever it's open, especially, um, Carl, Carl, um, (laughs) but I'm so scared that I won't even go in there. So I'm like (laughs) wondering if I can go through this, but it'll be awesome. Kim has, to, Kim has to bring an extra pair of shorts with her every time she goes to a haunted house. I do, I do. And Stuart's going to have to bring new skin because I'm going to, like, grab his arm yes. and rip his skin off. <laughs> new, <laughs> let me, oh, honey, let me grab my new skin. <laughs> Why are you wearing that heavy leather coat? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need uh, Negan's leather coat, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his club. Fight her off. He might be in the Walking Dead experience. We'll see. We'll find out. Universal can't be that scary, you think? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. It's supposed to be pretty damn good. All right. So I'm excited. Michelle Eng, who we all know and love from the web series about the um, Flight 462. She was nominated for Best Actress in a short-form comedy or drama series at the Emmys this past Saturday, Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Really? She did not win. What? Unfortunately. Yeah. I demand was, a recount. She was beat out by somebody who was in another zombie show called Acting Dead. It was Patrika Darbo. Um, well, but at fun. least she was nominated. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's good for her. So good for her. American Horror Story premiered this past week. Oh, yeah. Scott, have you watched that? That's a great episode. Hell yeah. Did you watch the, the season before the with the me. clowns and the circus? Yes. Awesome. That wasn't the season before. That was two seasons ago. Oh, what was the last one? The Hotel? Hotel was last season with Lady Gaga. Right, uh, right. We missed yeah. that. Mm. Okay. We didn't see that I one. I didn't care to see it. didn't look that interesting. No, the, the, uh-uh. the, the Circus of Horror uh, season was fantastic. It was good, but you know what? Kim pointed out a great thing for this one. Yeah. Was that it was actually scary. Yes. It was. Scared the shit out oh, of me. Yeah, it was very scary. The, 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 um, I think the commercials and everything building up to the circus one Those were, were some scary. creepy images. Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. Oh, my but goodness. But I think that was more scary than the actual show. Right. Right. Well, it'd be hard to, you know. You know, actually, they really should try to incorporate some of that imagery into the show. Yes. Yeah. To really creep people out. But. Well, this time they are. Yeah, I guess. 
they've put a lot of the imagery from the commercials from the um teaser commercials in this one but i think part of it also is that growing up in north carolina we grew up with that story of the roanoke settlement mm-hmm. and how they all just disappeared let me ask you this though have you ever seen any mountains on the north carolina coast that's what i said to Stuart. i was like where did those mountains come from there's no mountains on the north carolina coast it's like the flattest land is next to kansas I, mean, I know, I know. On. Bit of a stretch of imagination. Yep. And even the trees, I was like, mm, mm, no, 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 no. Probably not going to happen like that. But I thought I thought it was an interesting series. I love the fact that they use actors to play actors. Well, it was like a documentary. Right, yeah, right, right. Like yeah. from... Um, they didn't use the same character like from the, the same actors to play the position. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very well done. It was cool. But but as I was saying, like growing up with that with that story of the Roanoke settlement... That always was kind of like a ghost story mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And they've got that, that play that you can go see when you visit Manio or something. So it's always been something that, as a North Carolinian, mm-hmm. we all know about that story. Mm-hmm. And and most people outside of North Carolina don't know the story of Roanoke and the settlement that just disappeared. So it's really cool to see something like that come to life on the TV screen. Yep. And to see Kathy Bates. She's so cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. yes she's creepy God. such a fan girl so yeah. i'm really excited to see where that goes any other news that's it all right well next week on fear the walking dead season two episode 13 date with death no date of death <laughs> <laughs> date with date death, death would be cool too though it would be kind of cool um refugees flood into the hotel including an unexpected refugee from our group Madison struggles to cope with the situation. But is he really an unexpected refugee? Well, no. Not really. Not at this point. I mean, I'm assuming they're talking about Travis. I'm assuming. Could I would be think so. Different. I would Could think be Chris so. by himself. Who knows? But, um, and I'm assuming that all these refugees are flooding into the hotel because they saw the sign light up. Righto. Dumbass. Right. And that's what we were talking about. Not he, Travis wasn't the only one who saw that sign. Right. I'm thinking Daniel. Now, wouldn't okay. that be interesting? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No. But sure anyways. it would. They'd be like, oh my God, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> Here, have some ice. <laughs> exactly. We <laughs> ice that down for you. <laughs> uh, Madison's going to get was... overwhelmed with all the people flooding into the Do you hotel. like your ice with fish or without? That's right. <laughs> with an arm or without? Ah, uh, yeah. Be good stuff. Now, it should be exciting. I, I think they, they've built it up really well for next week. Uh, we got a lot of stuff at play. I think Colon- Colonia could, uh, Colonic could <laughs> fall, could fall <laughs> pretty I think, easily. I think Colonic should fall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should just call it Colonic from here I on. I did too. I did too. All right. All right. Well, guys, I think we've. We've knocked this one out. Yep. And before we wrap up, just a reminder that if you're going to be in Atlanta for Halloween weekend for Walker Stalker to let us know because we are planning a meetup at one of the local bars to be announced. And um, we still haven't decided if it's going to be Thursday or Friday, but probably Friday just because of Scott's schedule, I would think. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's got to travel down here from Charlotte. Just uh, follow the beer bottles on the street. You'll find yep. us. Yeah. You'll hear the clinky clinky. The round on Scott. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the Walker Stalker will, will be held at the Georgia Center 
in downtown Atlanta. So the bar will be somewhere within walking distance to that and to the hotels that are nearby. So don't worry, we won't make you drive or take an Uber or anything like that. So um, just let us know if you're going to be here and we'll let you know what we're going to be doing. But thank you all for listening once again to the Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. And you can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to discuss episode 13 of Fear the Walking Dead. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. John at Papa Ya John nineteen sixty. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> okay. I just took a drink too. That about came out my nose. <laughs> <laughs>